Hello, friends. Welcome to gracechannel.com podcast. My name is Alan Spiegel. I am the founder and director of Safe Harbor International Network of Ministers, Journey School of Ministry, and gracechannel.com. Our goal is to help get you rooted and grounded in the realities of the new covenant. And one of the things that we have been talking about, and this is number three uh, in, in this uh series, uh, podcast series, and that's knowing and hearing the voice of God. And how do you know when God's speaking to you? You know, I didn't share this last week, but it had been a few weeks ago, and I shared on, you know, hearing the voice of God and, you know, how he speaks to us. And 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 then I had some people, you know, encourage me, tell us some more, you know, we, we, we want to hear, you know, more about this. And so, uh, I chimed back in last week uh, and and went a little bit further with it, and and so uh, I just want to share some very easy, practical things with you concerning hearing the voice of the Lord, and 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 I said this in the very first one a few weeks ago, then we skipped a couple of weeks, and now we're back at it again on on uh, hearing and knowing the voice of God, and I said this the first week. And I want to say it again. If you can recognize one time in your life where you know God spoke to you, without a doubt, God spoke. Let me tell you something. He will almost always speak to you the same way. What? Yeah. Why? Because he don't want you to misunderstand. You know, he don't, he don't want you to... Uh, wonder if he's speaking to you or not. He wants you to be absolutely 100% convinced when he's talking to you. And, and if it's not him talking to you, just dismiss it. Don't worry about it. If you learn to hear one voice, the voice of your father, if you learn to hear one voice, all the other voices around you, you know, won't matter because you are striving to hear the voice of your father. Because listen, listen, he knows everything. You know, he he knows, Isaiah said, the end from the beginning and everything in between. He knows. He knows. And so when when you think about this, you think about, you know, hearing God's voice and and, and um, he almost always speaks to you the same way. Again, he does that because he does not want to be misunderstood. He wants us to have a clear understanding uh, of what he is trying to get across to us. Now, I've got a computer screen set up over here. It's kind of hard to uh, see sometimes. We, I moved into a new home and and we got my studio pretty well set up here at home, but uh, so we're still kind of working through some uh, some things concerning my notes and, and all those things. But I want to just share a couple of things with you. Excuse me. Jesus taught this. He taught, learn my voice. We've already talked about that. Learn my voice. And when you do that, as I've already said, other voices don't matter when you know and can recognize when your father's speaking to you. Now think about this. 
someone who is near and dear to you. You know, when my wife calls me, because she has a, a, a deep Southern accent, and if you've ever met her, you know that. But when I talk to her, you know, she and I have been, uh, you know, we just, as we re recording this, uh, we just celebrated our 48th wedding anniversary. She was 17, I was 18, got married on August 23rd in 1975. And let me tell you something. When she calls me, I don't have to say, uh, wait a minute, who is this? Who is it? No, I know her voice. You know, I my mom, when she calls me, I know her voice. I don't have to, I wonder who this is. You know, people that you are close to, that you spend a lot of time with, you know what their voice sounds like, and they know what yours sounds like. And that same thing is true in your relationship with God being your father. As you fellowship with him, you learn to recognize his voice. You don't have to want, I wonder who this is. I wonder if I got the wrong number. I wonder if it's a spam call. You know, you don't have to do that because you know you can get to the place where you know the voice of your father. Now think about it. So how does how does he lead us? Again, I know I've touched on these things. I'm going to go over again and again and again and again. You know, it's like uh, I said last week, sometimes I think I've squeezed all the juice out of a verse that I can, and the Lord has shown me something else. And the Lord has shown me something else. And so I want to share some things with you about how he leads us. How does God lead? How does he give us direction? You know, how, do, how does he do that? Hey, does he lead us by signs? Lord, give me a sign. No. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This, this may shake you up a little bit. After the resurrection, the only time you see the apostles asking for a sign didn't work out too good. What do you mean? Well, you know, Judas went out and hung himself. And they wanted to choose another apostle, you know, to be a part of the team. And I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but they cast lots. In other words, they rolled dice and chose Matthias. Now, here's the deal. Now, I don't know, really, I don't know anything about it. Why? Because you never hear from him again. See, if you ask for a sign, you may get one, but it may not be from God. You know, the Bible says, you know, in, in Romans, it talks about how that we are children of God and our spirit bears witness with his spirit that we are his children. You know, the Bible doesn't say that we're to be led by signs. I've heard so many people through the years, and I did that myself when I was young, and I didn't know better, you know. I was a, a new believer, didn't have, uh, you know, church background, so to speak, and and uh, didn't, didn't grow up going to church every Sunday. So, uh, you know, and even if you did, you could have been taught some wrong things about about hearing God's voice and, and how he speaks to you. But let me, let me just challenge you. The Bible says, and this is what the Bible says. I didn't say the Bible says it. It says, 
his spirit, as I said, bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. Hmm. He leads us from the inside. You know, he leads us from the inside. The best way to put it, he leads us by inward knowings or inward desires. Inward desires. Let me say it again. Inward desires. When we took our church in Florida in 93, I was working with uh, the church there, uh, Pastor Jerry and, and the board, you know, doing preliminary interviews uh, to find a pastor for the church. And I was having lunch with a, with a guy who was a, a potential candidate for the church. And, and so, um, you know, we're, we're having lunch, you know, here in Huntsville and, 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 um, in my heart, I felt Jen's not supposed to be doing this. So I go home that afternoon and I said, that's Janice. I said, honey, what do you think about, you know, that church I've been trying to help. We've been trying to help in Florida to get a get him a new pastor. Pastor uh, had started the church, just didn't want to do it anymore. And I said, do you remember that? And he's, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, what do you think about if we do it? And she said, are you nuts? We don't even like Florida. You know, the only Florida we were used to being around was the beach, and and we didn't care for the beach that much. So you know, that's kind of the, the, the thought pattern we had about it. And, and so uh, I didn't say anything else. And so his spirit bears witness with our spirit. He leads us by his spirit, not signs and wonders. Now, he didn't lead us by signs. I didn't say, Lord, if, if we're supposed to take the church in Florida, you know, whatever, you know, some kind of, give me a sign, Lord. No, we didn't do that. So a couple weeks later, you know, she, um, Janice, meaning, came back to me. We were eating dinner or something. I don't know. And she said, do you feel like we're supposed to take that church in Florida? And I said, you know, actually, uh, I do. Told her about what I felt that day. I was having lunch. So like, we're the ones supposed to be doing this. You know, we pastored for about eight and a half years before that. And, uh, and she said, you know, you feel like you're supposed to do that? And I said, actually, I do. And she said, me too. I feel that way. So I called the pastor and the board and told them we'd like to be considered. Long story short, you know, you know we became their pastor and was there for almost 21 years. I had a great time. Loved being there. You know, loved the people, you know. Didn't care for the climate year around, uh, being hot all the time, but loved it. Absolutely loved being in Florida. And I, and I love the state of Florida. I love Florida. I love the people there. I love Central Florida. I, I love that whole area there. And so someone asked me, a board member asked me, he said, well, so you, you feel like you're, you, you're supposed to take the church? And I said, yeah, I, you know, I actually do. And and, and he said, well, the Lord speak to you. And I knew what he was saying. And I said, well, it's according to what you mean, speak. 
he looked at me and I'm like, maybe you're looking at me right now. And, and he's like, well, I mean, did the Lord tell you? I mean, did he, did you hear the Lord say that you're to go? I said, no, no, sure didn't. Well, what are you base, Alan, what are you basing your decision on? I want to do it. What? You know, it, wouldn't it be amazing if God actually, listen, let us do what we desire in our heart concerning our walk with him in ministry? Uh, guess what? He does. The Bible says that he will give us the desires of our heart. And that's a twofold meaning. It means that he will put desires in you but he'll also allow you to experience what you're desiring, okay? Now, so we made that decision based on what do you want to do? You know, um, not long ago, uh, Janice was making a, a decision, and, you know, I didn't really know what, you know, she should do, and, and so... Um, I said, well, I said, and I've told a number of people this, something I practice, and now you might want to write this down and think about it. When I'm facing a big decision, I've got to decide, and I, and I don't know what uh, I, I need to do, okay? I'll ask myself this question, and I did this about going to Florida. If now I get get along somewhere, turn your phone off for crying out loud. Don't check Facebook for a few minutes, you know. Doesn't matter, you know, they, they'll be there when you get back. And I ask myself, I get by myself and ask myself this question. I close my eyes and ask myself this question. And, and I did this with going to Florida. If we move to Florida to become the pastors of this church, how do I feel? And then I listen to my heart. That day I listen to my heart. I've done this many, many, many times, you know, in making decisions. How do I feel in my heart? Do I feel relief? Do I feel happiness? Do I feel uh, anxiety? I mean, what do I feel? And then I'll ask myself another question. So the first question, if I do this, see, your spirit bears witness with the, you know, his spirit, and he'll speak to you through your spirit, okay? Not your brain, but your spirit. He'll bear witness. Holy Spirit will witness to your spirit about what you're supposed to do. Now, remember, Holy Spirit knows everything. Now, so, Lord, if, if we take this church in Florida, you know, how am I going to feel? And, and I, I listened. And I had nothing but peace. I said, so then I asked the other question. If we pass on this and we do not take it, how do I feel? And I'm telling you, there was no... Uh, Anxiety. There was no fear there. I mean, there was there are some practical sides of it that a lot of details got to be worked out. But I'm not talking about that. 
but I didn't feel any reservation concerning making that decision. And had I had a, a lot of red flags, I'd put the brakes on it. I, I would have stopped it. You know, it's like this. Every time, see, I, I, I give you stories about times that I got it right, but I got a bunch of them where I got it wrong because I didn't listen. I let what I personally, selfishly wanted make my decision rather than taking time to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to my spirit and get my soulish, fleshly desires, you know, out of the way. But every time I have violated the peace, as Paul said in Colossians, of God that's supposed to rule our hearts, it was always a mess. You know, and, and thank God he helps us and he, uh, uh, you know, helps us get past it. Listen, listen to this. Not only does he lead us, you know, by the inward witness, but he, he, he leads us by the word of God. You know, if you read something in the Bible, there's no praying about it. What, what do you mean? Well, if it's in the Bible, what, what's there to pray about? Like, there's no praying about walking in love. There's no praying about serving and giving and 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 any of those. There's no there's no praying about what the Bible has already said. I mean, what, I mean, you've already heard from God. And people say, "Well, I just want to hear from God, Pastor." Well, read your Bible. Huh. Young man came to me one day and he said. You know, I've told this story before, but um, I want you, he made an appointment with us when we lived in Florida. I want you to pray for me that I will not uh, give in to, to sexual, uh, you know, sexual things with my girlfriend, immorality. I, I, I want you to pray for me about that. And, and, I, and I almost shocked him. Actually, I shocked him worse than it's going to shock you. And, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to pray about that. And he went to me and he said, well, I want you to pray that I have strength not to give in to it. I said, there's no praying about that. Oh, 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 what do you mean? I said, but there's no praying about what God's already said. <sighs> but I, I want you to pray for me that I'll have the strength to not give in to sexual temptation. I said, you know what the Bible says about that? Bible says flee fornication. In other words, run from it. Run from it. Stay away from it. I said, how do you end up getting in that situation where you end up having premarital sex with your girlfriend? How do you do that? Well, I go to her apartment and we watch a movie and, and she puts her little boy to bed. He was, you know, a couple years old and, and he's down for the night and we start watching the movie and 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 we start, you know, hugging and anyway, you know how it snowballs and, and, and they end up, you know, having a, um something they regret. They both feel, you know, guilty in their hearts. And he says, So pray for me, please, Pastor, pray for me, that that I won't give in to it. I said, Listen to me, young man. 
I'm not going to pray about that. Because the Bible's already given us the answer. There, there's no praying about, so we're talking about God speaking to you. There's no praying about what God has already given you the answer to. Flee fornication. Flee fornication. Joseph, you know, you know, he was put in charge of uh, so much of the kingdom over there and you know in, in Egypt and and then uh his, his boss's wife started trying to get him to have sex with her and with her and, and uh he wouldn't do it and he even left his coat, ran off and left his jacket there because he said, I'm not I'm not giving in to this. I'm not I'm not doing this. And the Bible says flee from it. Okay? Right now, a couple of other things, real quick. Often God will speak through other people. He'll lead us through other people. Now, that's not the first thing that happens. That's kind of the last. You know, a lot of times, you know, you see people with a uh, a, a, a gift that uh, to to edify through uh, prophecy and and so forth, and to, to give words and 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 thank God for that gift, but. Uh, you know, you, you can't live by that. You know, the Holy Spirit will guide you. You hear what I'm saying? I said the Holy Spirit will guide you. See, a lot of times people feel that, well, I must not be spiritual enough. I, I didn't get a word tonight, and, you know, several of my friends did. You know, it, it might be, listen, it might be, the reason you didn't get a word is because you didn't need one. What do you mean? You see, when someone gives you a word, a word, you know, it's going to bear witness with something you already know. If it's from God. Now, if you if it, you have no clue, it doesn't touch your heart, it doesn't mean anything to you, just put it on a shelf and don't don't write the minister off, just put it on a shelf and and just think about it and pray about it. Okay, so a lot of times people think, well, I didn't get a word. I must not be spiritual enough or something. You know, I was just hoping I'd get a word. Well, maybe it's because Maybe your friends got words because they weren't listening to God. And when we don't listen to God from the inside, not always, but many times, he'll bring someone into our life to speak to us, to help us get back on track. It's like when you're raising your children. Now think about this. I was thinking about it one day. You know, when you are when you have a child and it's it's beginning to, you know, crawl around, begin to pull up and beginning to, you know, get into stuff, you're constantly correcting them. And you have to. Uh, you know, that's train them, you know, train them as a child. You, know, you, you train them. But as they get older, less and less you have to do that. Now, hang with me. We're almost done. See, as they get older and more mature, you, more, you know, a healthy parenting, you know, paradigm is, is, is that as they get older, you have to speak less and less into their life, 
And, you know, really the only time you speak to them, I mean, you know, bring correction to them is, is if they're getting off track. Hmm. Think about it. So if God's not saying, listen, listen, it's going to, you know, kick your, alpha, your religious alpha card over here. So if you're not hearing anything from the Lord, maybe it means you're on track. I just need to hear from the Lord. Well, if you're not hearing anything, you probably are on track. Because God wants to correct you. He wants to bring uh, stability into your life. Huh? Yeah. That's pretty simple. The same parenting, even better than us, but the same parenting, you know, uh, ideas, you know, our parenting ideas didn't come from us. They came from God. So as our daughters got older, Less and less did I or and Janice have to speak into their lives. But if they start getting off track, we would. So maybe he is speaking to you about what's not being said. What about that? Sometimes he speaks by why not by what is not being said. And, you know, if if God wants you to know something, if you'll listen to your heart, you'll hear it. But let me tell you this. If you struggle to obey the written word of God, you're going to struggle to hear God supernaturally. Let me say it again. I'm going to wind it up. If you struggle to hear God through the written word, you, 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 you don't do what the written word says. You're going to struggle big time to hear him speak to you supernaturally. So just obey your heart, you know, and, and, and of course, inside of righteousness. Obey your heart. Walk with God and, and watch your decision making getting better relationships will get better and you'll live in a dimension of peace that you never imagined in Jesus name. Share this podcast with your friends, you know, share it on your social media. Uh, help us get the word out. Uh, if you've not already signed up uh, on your favorite podcast uh, platform, go ahead and do that. You know, we're on all the major ones. And so uh, I, we, our team, want to be a blessing to you. So until next week, may the peace of God be with you in all that you do in Jesus' name. Blessings.